Hello, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, founder of Pasha Mama, and welcome to our conversation, In Conversation, the podcast where I speak to women's health practitioners, baby and toddler experts, mamas and mums-to-be, to find out about what they do and how their story can support you through modern motherhood. Let's get started, shall we? Hi, everyone. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Um, I've, I'm, I'm not normally Scrooge. I'm actually like quite festive normally. But this year, I think like everyone, I've sort of gone into like um, Christmas overload. Uh, I d- it doesn't bother me that Christmas trees went up. I mean, some people I did see on my Instagram were posting, were, would put their Christmas trees up sort of around the 10th of November, which I thought was absolutely bonkers. But then we've all gone a little bit bonkers in lockdown, haven't we? So no judgment here. Um, we are in the process of moving house, touch wood which means I can't commit to putting a tree up because we may be moving any day. Um, So I've got the Christmas tree lights down and I've sort of decked my living room to the max. Um, And my husband doesn't know about it yet. I did it really early this morning and he hasn't come in here. So let's see, that should be quite interesting for him. Um, But yeah, I'm really, I'm really going with the Christmas mojo um, at the moment. I hope you are all feeling um, merrier, brighter, and lighter, um, as well as lockdown uh, has lifted and some sort of normalcy is coming back into our lives. Or maybe, you know, it actually hasn't changed that much for you, this new tiered system, and and uh, you're not feeling it, in which case, um, I'm sorry to hear that, um, but uh, I hope that you are still able to um, enjoy the holiday season, at least. Um, So back to the podcast in the matter at hand. Um, This week, I am speaking to Mandy Brass, who is a fully qualified acupuncturist who specializes in the fields of fertility, women's health and cancer care. Mandy is a member of the British Acupuncture Council and the Acupuncture Fertility Network, and she also works at um, Guy's and St. Thomas's NHS Trust. We talk about um, how she uses Chinese medicine and Western medicine to support women's fertility journey. Um, and particularly for this podcast, that's, that's what we're focusing on. Whether you're trying to get pregnant naturally or um, through IVF, she really explains why acupuncture can work. And what I really appreciated about the way that Mandy practices is that I find that she has a very wonderful way of approaching or a wonderful approach to healing that really resonated with me. You'll hear in the podcast, she really talks about um, how she gives people space to tell their story, which I think is really powerful. And if you've not done it or experienced it, you might not really understand what that means. So I'll try to maybe explain why I think it's um, so wonderful. Um, if you follow me or Pashamama on Instagram or you've read um, bits of our blog on our website, you may be aware of my own journey with hormones and periods and now with fertility. Um, 
I came off the pill last October after 10 years and um, my husband and I really started to try to get pregnant when we got back from our long trip in Australia earlier this year, March. Um, so it would, yeah, and we came straight into lockdown. So we've really been trying since we got back because, you know, lockdown happened and well, I didn't have anything else <laughs> to be doing other than, you know, tracking my body, my base basal body temperature um, for weeks on end, which again, in the episode, you'll hear why that um, can be really detrimental to um, someone's mental state if you don't have the actual expertise and knowledge on how to actually read the results. And my point of this is to say that, you know, it's, you know, we've been trying since um, April, it's now December. Um, and I've had very, you know, various appointments with my GP, with a fertility specialist. Um, and it wasn't actually until after we stopped recording this episode that Mandy and I actually then just stayed chatting on Zoom for probably another maybe 30 minutes about how I'm feeling about the whole process, about sharing exactly what my entire background has been in the lead up to this, what I've tried, what I haven't tried, what works for me and my husband, what doesn't work. And the difference between Mandy and the very expensive private fertility specialist um, I've been seeing and my GP is that I feel like she's really, really the only person who sort of listened to me, who's really sort of cared that how I'm feeling um, in a way that I don't think anyone else has. So that's what I think is so powerful when she says she gives people space to tell their story because for the first time, I feel like somebody heard mine and wants to help, which is just incredibly, incredibly comforting. So if you are someone like me who has been trying for a while um, and you're not seeing the results that you want or as quickly as you had thought you might, um, then this one's definitely for you. Um, and I would really urge you, if you can, to get in touch with Mandy just so that you have somebody to share your story with, um, for you to feel heard and to know that somebody on the other end um, is looking out for you. And please also know that I'm here too. Um, and I totally believe in the power of, of sharing and safety in numbers. So if you ever want to talk about what you're experiencing, I'm totally down for that. My email will be left in the show notes as are Mandy's. So please do get in touch. But in the meantime, sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hi, Ariana. I'm good. And how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, I think before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts of stuff, why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction as to kind of who you are and, and what you do? Thanks, Ariana. So I'm Mandy. I'm a traditional Chinese medicine acupuncturist. Um, I've been practicing now for just over 20 years. Um, I have experience in both the private setting and hospital settings um, with experience 
mostly in uh, fertility and women's health and also in cancer care. So currently I work from my home in Kilburn uh, in private practice. Um, and that's where I see most of my fertility and women's health um, patients. And I also work in Guy's Hospital uh, in London Bridge in the cancer department. And that's where a lot of my cancer care work is involved. I'm also uh, a mother of three sons who are aged um, 20, 18 and 15. Three, three boys at those ages. How's it been in lockdown for you guys? <laughs> um, interesting. I'm pleased they're staying at school this time. Yeah, I can imagine. Let's talk about the work that you're doing. Let's start with the absolute baseline question here. What is acupuncture? Okay, so acupuncture for me, because I am a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine, is part of the whole body of Chinese medicine. So there is more than just acupuncture. There is, that goes along with that wonderful Chinese medicine term. There is, um, there's also herbal medicine. There's dietary advice, lifestyle advice, exercise, massage, and all of that comes together to form the whole body of Chinese medicine. Um, acupuncture is a very large subset, and that is obviously what I am specializing in. But I will often give my patients lots of dietary lifestyle advice that is within the realms of Chinese medicine. But that doesn't really answer your question. So it's a whole body of knowledge that um, is based on the individual rather than the disease. Um, the aim is to restore health through balance and harmony. We have, most people have heard of meridians, but there are channels or meridians throughout the body. So there's the concepts of chi and blood and body fluids that flow through these channels. And when there is ill health, it's because there's some form of blockage or deficiency or a lack of harmony. And acupuncture through the needles, through inserting these very fine needles into the channels is able to send messages to the body to heal itself and rebalance. It's, um, it's a very beautiful um, description and body of medicine. And for me, it is wonderful um, and allows me to look at an individual and rather than just see a collection of symptoms or a disease, I see a person and I see all the different influences that might make up what's causing whatever ill health or problem they come to see me with. Um, there are, of course, the Western medicine or biomedical um, way of trying to understand how acupuncture works. Um, uh, we all know that acupuncture releases endorphins. Everyone's heard about the pain relief that acupuncture can provide um, and it can be used as an analgesic. But more recently, there is some level of um, understanding that the, a lot of acupuncture points are accessing connective tissue and connective tissue sends messages to the brain and accesses the nervous system. And there's an trying to an understanding that that is how by putting needles into distal parts of the body, it can elicit change in people's health. That was quite a long answer. It was, but it was a long answer, but I appreciate that. And I also really like the way that I feel like you, and I don't know if this was intentional, but you almost answered it on both sides of the coin. So for the Chinese, for those who sort of advocate to as a Chinese medicine way of life, and then those who who 
subscribe or I should say prescribe to a more Western um, in that you talked about meridians, which I actually never heard of. Are they the same as chakras? Um, they're not, but there's a lot of um, overlap between chakras and Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine. Um, they both go back some three to 5,000 years. My numbers are a bit vague there. That's a very large, but a, a long time ago. Um, there's, there's an overlap between the systems, for sure. Right. So I feel like you touched on the meridians and that sort of releasing of, what was the word you use? Energy, I think. And chi, um, beg your pardon. And then you also described it as a releasing of sort of active tissue, which I think for me, somebody who's, I feel like I'm relatively open to all sorts of healing and, and types of medicine. It fits re- It sounds like, yes, I, I would not buy into it in inverted commas, but I, I could believe that that it would, it would do that on both sides. And I feel like the way you described it would sit nicely for anyone if they weren't on, if they weren't au fait with both sides, if they were more on the kind of technical Western side of things. That's a really interesting way of describing it. So, so thank you. Because well, I work in a hospital, um, I feel I'm often being asked and, and required to explain what it is I'm doing. And in an integrated setting, I need to be able to see it from both sides. Um, for me, Chinese medicine is truly beautiful, but I understand we need to have a, an understanding within our Western medical brain of how that's actually working. Yes, I like that way. I like that a lot. So thanks. Um, you mentioned that you have a lot of patients um, who come to you for fertility. You have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, women who come for fertility treatment. Let's talk about how acupuncture helps with fertility or supports fertility. So, I mean, f- fertility is a complex, complex um, area and also incredibly emotive. So I, I start by wanting to give women the space to tell their story. And I think that's very important. Um, there's a lot of people that just don't have the time uh, when they go to see a GP or a consultant or to necessarily be able to tell their story. And because I'm working in this holistic form of medicine, I want to be able to understand the person. So I will start by spending a lot of time wanting to hear their story. I, w- I want to know how long they've been trying for, lots of details about their cycle, about their bleed, um, any tests they might have had, any previous um, fertility treatment they might have had, um, when they started their period, whether they have any um, PMS, whether they have any discomfort ovulation, um, any scans they might have had. So it's a long, long, long history that I want to be able to take. And then I will start trying to put all of that together and understand it from my Chinese medicine um, point of view and try and come up with a form of um, diagnosis or plan for them. I also work very much um, with basal body temperature charts. Um, I, I don't know whether you've heard of these. It's a way of taking your temperature every morning, putting it together in a chart. So I find them incredibly helpful for me in the fertility world because it gives me a marker of where women are making some level of progress within their fertility journey. So where someone comes to see me for pain, I can um, know on a week by week basis whether my treatments are helping them. 
with fertility, it's very difficult because it's either you're pregnant or you're not pregnant at the end of the month. And there feels like there is very little progress or ability to see change. Whereas when you're working with basal body temperature charts, it's very, um, it's very helpful to be able to see and to show the woman I'm working with, there is progress, that there is developments in different, different parts of their cycle, whether that's their ovulation or their luteal phase, the second half of the cycle, or in their period. Um, ultimately, what I'm trying to do is restore regular menstruation and regulate their hormones. I mean, that's the, 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 the aim of my treatments with fertility but I want to be able to see on a week by week basis that we're making some kind of progress or change towards the ultimate goal. And I'm very familiar with BBT charts. I mean, I, I, my, I, you know, we've spoken previously about this. My husband and I are trying, even though now I'm just kind of like, let's just stop trying. And let's just, you know, it got quite stressful at, at, mm. at a point. And even with the, you know, I, particularly with the BBT charts kind of, taking my temperature before wake, before sort of sitting up in bed and then running to the loo and peeing on an ovulation stick. And it was just like, I don't want this like this. Mm. So um, trying to sort of let go of all of that, because I think for me anyway, it's more of a, a, a mental thing rather than anything else. Mm. How long would you say on average, because obviously every woman um, is different, but how long on average would you say you see a patient who comes to you for fertility treatment before she then falls pregnant? That's a very hard question to answer. What I like to ask when a woman comes to see me uh, for fertility, and we're not talking about the um, IVF uh, assisted fertility at the moment, we're just talking about trying to conceive naturally. I would generally ask for three months. Um, I think it takes that time to elicit the change and to make a difference. Now, there will be women that will get pregnant after one treatment and there will be women who will never get pregnant and, we, and I recommend they go down the fertility route. And it's really hard to say which one of those it'll be, but I tend to ask for three months. If there hasn't been the change and there hasn't been a pregnancy after three months, then it's a case of discussing what's next. I would often want to know that there are many, there are many diagnoses in fertility. If someone has unexplained fertility, which is about 30% of all cases, then I would look for these three months. But it might be, and this will also depend very much on the age of the woman and what her backstory is, that I would want her to have some tests or scans and her partner before we take on these three months, because if there is a physical blockage or if there is a poor semen analysis, then there's no amount of acupuncture is going to change that. So it's a very difficult question to answer, but if there is unexplained infertility and the woman isn't 45, um, I would happily want to have three months and would, would expect to see some positive change and hopefully a positive pregnancy test. Okay, thank you. Yeah, sorry, I, I do like to ask difficult questions. <laughs> um, That's okay. 
Um, so you you did you talked about you just touched upon IVF, which I'd also really like to talk to you about. So it is possible. Is it possible to have acupuncture whilst you're going through IVF treatment? Absolutely. I would say I see as many women going through some form of cystic reproduction um, as I do trying to conceive naturally. There's a lot of women who who are already in the IVF process and hear that acupuncture can um, help their outcomes and they will contact me. A lot of women know that it is good to have acupuncture on the day of transfer. Um, and so I will see people literally on the day of transfer, but ideally for me to really make a difference, it's beneficial to have acupuncture throughout your um, IVF cycle and preferably for a month beforehand as well. Okay, and how much of that, obviously, I feel like I may know your answer, but <laughs> given that I think a lot of the, is it fair to say that a lot of the maybe blockages or challenges from getting pregnant can stem from sort of mental stress. Um, and, you know, people are always saying, oh, just stop trying and it'll happen. Or, you know, these ridiculous phrases because you can't just forget that you're trying. Um, how much of what acupuncture does do you think is mental as well as physical? I think the worst thing you can say to any woman trying to conceive is just relax and it'll happen. I want to um, you know, stop every single woman and mostly mothers who are telling their daughters, oh, just relax, it'll happen. Um, that's the age old question, you know, is it mental or is it physical? Is it emotional? And, and this is another wonderful thing about Chinese medicine, that the two are linked. For me, there is no difference between the two. You are a person with a whole diagnosis and that is what we're working on. Um, interestingly, I think it's been shown that um, stress stimulates the sympathetic nerve system. Um, that causes constriction of blood vessels, which includes constriction to your ovaries. So when a woman is stressed, she's going to be having a, uh, a negative impact on her ovaries, which is part of that hormone profile the, known as the HPO axis, the hypothalamus pituitary ovarian axis. So if acupuncture is um, allowing some level of emotional relaxation, stress relief, that's going to have a positive impact on that sympathetic nerve system and allow greater blood flow to your ovaries, which influences the hormone profile. That's the emotional impact having a direct physical change so for me they are the same so that's me explaining that in our you know biomedical terminology again but as far as I'm concerned from a Chinese perspective I'm influencing your qi and blood there's also lots of um, evidence that acupuncture increases blood flow to the endometrium to, to the womb which is also um, why I think acupuncture is very helpful in IVF because there are often issues related to um, uh, your womb lining. Um, but it's been shown that acupuncture is helpful uh, prior to transfer that increases that blood flow, which allows implantation to happen. So there's lots of physical benefits to acupuncture, but I would never ever um, suggested that um, stress relief is anything other than a wonderful thing. Um, 
going back to the BBT chart and the thing you were saying about how you found it incredibly stressful, it can be very stressful, but doing it through some level of supervision almost, through a therapist, um, when I see a woman through that process, I, I don't ask her to do ovulation sticks. I don't ask her to analyze the temperatures. I don't ask her to even necessarily understand what's going on. All I want are the temperatures. So yes, I want you to take your temperature before you run off to the loo first thing in the morning. But that's all you need to do. All you need to do is take it and write it down. It can get stressful though at times. And then we take a back seat and say, okay, let's move on and we'll find something else. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. I mean, I was I was taking my temperature um, <laughs> completely on my own in the middle of lockdown, started this Excel document, wrote down all of the temperatures to like the infinitesimal degree that it is supposed to be written down to, bought this book on fertility that somebody had recommended because everyone recommends so many different things. Trying to chart my BBT based on this textbook, thinking, yeah, I was a good student. I could probably figure this out myself. Absolutely, I absolutely couldn't. So I totally, totally understand that having it under, as you say, the supervision of a qualified expert is probably way less stressful than what I was yeah. trying to do on my own. Absolutely, absolutely. You just need to send them in and let someone else analyze it and figure out what's going on. And then the small amount of advice or maybe dietary change along with acupuncture, any some form of um, lifestyle advice potentially about this is what you need to do at this time of the cycle this is what we think you might be useful for you throughout the cycle and let's see if that elicits a change and it's no longer you trying to figure this out i like the sound of that <laughs> um so beyond fertility issues is there are there other ways in which you support women or mothers in particular i probably see as many pregnant women as I do working through fertility, um, rather lovely. I see lots of women who I've seen through fertility that then I'm supporting through pregnancy, um, particularly in the first trimester with all the um, nausea and tiredness that ensues, you know, and, and nobody wants to be taking any drugs. Acupuncture is just fantastic. Um, and less so through the rest of pregnancy, but I will still see people any, with any aches or pains and then potentially support them towards the end in labor preparation. But then often women are somewhat forgotten once they've given birth. It's all about the pregnancy and then suddenly they're alone. Um, and again, I can often just provide the space to um, have some time out, some relaxation. Often women are exhausted. Um, they need some nourishing. Potentially they need a little bit of advice on how best to uh, get some sleep, eat well, um, get their cycle back to normal for them. So yes, it's often for new mums, it's just providing a space and then whatever health issues come up, um, helping to resolve them. That's a really lovely way. I mean, you, you sort of, if, you know, if I imagine for some of your patients, you see the whole, the whole journey and you can kind of support them throughout that. And I guess that's the benefit of practicing Chinese holistic medicine in that, mm. in that sort of way. It's adaptable um, throughout your entire life, really. 
absolutely. In fact, in um, ancient Chinese times, you only paid your acupuncturist when you were well. I like that a lot. Um, I wanted to ask, obviously we are going to, you mentioned you work in Kilburn. We will put your um, details in the show notes if anybody does want Thank to you. get in touch. Are there sp- specific skills or something that you would you would say that women should be or men um looking for from an acupuncturist if they were thinking about seeing someone are there sort of specific qualifications that they should be aware of what what should they or is it the rapport of the person that they are seeing what what would somebody need to be aware of if they're going to be working with somebody in this capacity So I am a member of the British Acupuncture Council, which is um, our professional body. Um, Because we are not government regulated, uh, there are acupuncturists who aren't necessarily sufficiently trained. Um, So I would say always find a British Acupuncture Council member. I think that is the single most important factor. Um, By doing so, you know that anyone you see would have been suitably trained. Um, If you're specifically looking for fertility, then if you look on individual websites or even through the British Acupuncture Council, you should be able to see where their specialities lie. Um, But I also think rapport is important. So when I am, I sometimes get people asking me to find a practitioner, often maybe through my hospital work and they're not local to me. And it's like, how do I go about finding someone? And I will often suggest they give a couple of practitioners a call. I think having a connection with somebody is really important and the practitioner-patient relationship is important, as important as the qualifications. So I think being able to have a chat with somebody and um, find out if you think it's someone that you would want to go and see is, is very important. And we'll link to the uh, British Acupuncture Council in the in the show notes as well, if people wanted to look at that. Um, I guess my closing questions would be for anybody who's listening to this who is trying to get pregnant either first, second or third time round, um, and it's taking a little longer than they anticipated. Is there any advice that you might be able to give to us? <laughs> Also a difficult question, Ariana. Um, I mean, it, it, that is so dependent on age and where you're at in life. So if you're a 20, 30 something stressed out professional, um, I would say, take a look at your life, just give yourself some time, make some lifestyle changes, come and see me or another therapist. I mean, you know, if acupuncture is not your thing, it might be that you just need to see somebody else that can just help you rebalance yourself. Um, As I said before, sometimes it's important to just get those tests done and check that there's nothing else other than unexplained infertility. If someone comes to see me and they're 45 and this is, you know, their first time trying to conceive, um, I'm not sure ethically I'd feel comfortable asking them to see me for three months. I think I would point them in the direction of some form of fertility um, treatment because they do not have much time left. So it is within their fertility journey, I should say. Um, So it really depends. What I'm not going to turn around to somebody and say is just relax, it'll happen. That's futile. Um, 
I would say if you've been trying for a year and you are classified as infertile, it's worth just exploring what issues are coming up and speak to somebody like me or another practitioner who could just help find the imbalances and work it through. Great advice, Mandy. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to talk to me today um, and share your wisdom with us. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure and lovely to meet you too, Ariel.